0: If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms And ready-made clothing has lost its charms Join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last Self-sewn Hello, everybody oh. <laughs> I think my machine's not plugged in. Give me a second it's better. <laughs> okay. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Self sewn Wardrobe podcast and live broadcast. I am your host, Mallory Donahue, and I'm a little late this morning. Sorry everybody. Um, I was running behind, and then my equipment was giving me some fits, and so anyway, oh, I I'm here now. Everything's fine. Hey Bethany, how you doing? Thanks for joining me. Even though I'm late, <laughs> Beverly says we are all here. Hey, Kate, how you doing? Um, <clears throat> This morning, I'm going to make two pairs of baby leggings right quick. Hey, Charisse. Um, Baby leggings are baby leggings. I mean, little kid leggings. Uh, they're for my daughter, and she's two. So she's not, you know, a baby necessarily anymore. Okay. Uh, but... <clears throat> she is still pretty small and when you make leggings for yourself um you know they they don't take very long and then little kid leggings take even less time so hey Nicole and Betsy all right I said hi to Kate so because I am a mom of a two-year-old my machine from last night is still set up for a cover stitch and so I am going to unthread it. I'm just sewing out my threads here. And I'm gonna change over to a serger to construct the, you know, the beef of my leggings. <laughs> Cherie says mine are still are in their twenties and I still call them my babies. Absolutely. I mean, what else are they really, you know? So since oh, there's gonna be one more thing I gotta go out of shop for. I didn't think about. <laughs> Jennifer says she made it. I made it too, Jennifer. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't easy, but I did. So, um, since I have this ovation and it's a combination cover stitch machine and serger, I can serge on it and I can co- cover stitch on it as well. Hey, Kathy, long time no see, girlfriend. Now. I'm changing to the overlock settings of my machine, okay? And that means that I am going to do our favorite stitch for knit construction, and that is a 3-thread overlock narrow, okay? Hey Sandy. Uh so There's a lot of discussion about this, and (laughs) I feel like if we make a video and then people ask this question, uh, we can just share the video in response, uh, because people are like, oh, I thought you always had to use four threads on the serger, or I thought you always had to, you know, do such and such. Uh, And we really like the three-thread overlock narrow um, to to construct knits. (laughs) Bethany says I need to figure out how to buy the class without making a new account. Somebody else asked me this question, Bethany, you shouldn't have to make a new account. Just keep going with the process. It'll let you put in your payment information. I don't know why it's doing that to some people. And, um, so anyway, I'm I'm not sure what the deal is. Uh, But little kids' leggings are what I'm making today. I'm setting up for... uh, I'm going to stab my hand... I'm taking the cone holders off because I don't like to whoop, have them on when I am when I'm putting thread on here that has thread nets on it I prefer not to have that and I don't have to put the threads in like the right holders uh necessarily just as long as they're pretty close now once again you can see that I'm thread blending here I'm not using three of the same color. I've got two like turquoise colors and one purple. And I tell you, especially with little kids' stuff, I am not a huge worrier about <laughs> the thread like matching, matching because they're little kids and they probably aren't even gonna wear these for very long. You know, unfortunately. That is the reality. And Lonnie asks, are these made to measure Zelda leggings? And I say, yes, they are. ZD drafted the pattern, actually, I think. I'm trying to thread the serger on camera, talk into the microphone all at the same time. You know, my life. Okay, so I've got my presser foot up, I've got my threading system engaged, and then we're gonna see if today is a good maxi-lock stretch threading day for Mallory. Because you put the thread ends into the looper ports, and if it's not, that'll be great because people have been asking me what to do when when, when the stretchy thread or the woolly nylon doesn't like go through really easily because it, since it's not a rigid thread, since it's a stretchy thread, It doesn't want to go through the threading ports quite as easily, so I will show y'all what to do if that's the case. Whoop! My last um, colors that I used for my other demos—they went in like just perfect. So I switched over from a cover stitch to an overlock, okay, and. What that entailed was moving my needles, okay, so there are different needle positions for the stitches on this machine. And my needles were in the cover stitch um, position and I had to move them to the overlock. So Greg asked, what am I making? The title of the video is SSW Live Kid Leggings. Uh, Let me grab normal serger thread and I also need to grab my knife cover, I'll be right back. Well, I said I was gonna get my knife cover and it's not over where I thought it was, so that's interesting. Okay, so if your stretchy thread will not go through because it's hard to um, poke it into the threading ports, what you do is you fold over a piece of normal serger thread and you clip the ends, okay? And you put your two cut ends into the threading port. And you press the button and it sends these through okay so it sent the thread through right here and you all will be able to see now because this is purple thread um, that I put this through the loop and now I can pull it and you watch right here where my other finger is you're gonna see purple thread in five four there we go okay so that is how easy it is to thread the machine and so now Um, I'm just gonna do the same thing for the upper looper. My presser foot's up. I snap my thread into the little thread holders up there, okay? And once again, we always say thread with your presser foot up on your sewing machine or your serger. Okay, and then my little thread lasso or my thread cradle. I don't know if Glenda is watching today or if she has to work again. Sandy, you can tell us. We'll get the thread through here. Okay, There we are. So both of my loopers are now threaded and now I'm going to thread my needle. I'm cheating a little bit on my thread placement. And then you'll notice I'm using thread nets on the MaxiLock stretch. We recommend always using thread nets. Okay. And then I thought I had my needle threader out here. Super accessible. I was like, oh, I'm gonna make this easy on myself. (laughs) I think I have a spare in here. Okay, now I'm gonna thread my needle. Yeah, so the MaxiLock stretch is really lovely for activewear, and it's really great for leggings and everything. It is, it's a little more finicky than normal serger thread, just because the fibers are very, like, separate from each other. Since they're stretchy, it's a little bit different thread. Okay, I'm going to look one more place for my knife cover. <laughs> I'm going to do something dangerous and totally not baby lock sanctified. <laughs> In fact, I'm not even sure if this machine will do this because there might be a safety feature. Oh, it'll do it. Give me one more second, guys. All right, this is a very important part of the equation, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, not everything goes smoothly while we sew, right? (laughs) Okay, hope you all found that entertaining. This is an important part of your serger, and it was over. I had been cleaning and I didn't put it back where it went. All right, perfect. And here we are. Let's see. I'm making a chain. We're going to turn our blade back on, and we're going to make some baby leggings. Let me show you this. This is how much fabric <clears throat> it takes to make a pair of leggings for my two-year-old. Not very much at all. I hesitate to say it's, like, free to make baby leggings, but just about. It is... <laughs> it's, it's pretty... It's pretty easy. And you know what? I didn't mark my fronts and backs on this like I should have there's not a big difference on a little kid so it's good to mark it just just you know so you don't sew anything together backwards now if you've cut them out correctly you shouldn't be able well I say that I say you shouldn't be able to um uh, to put them together wrong but anything is possible (laughs) right (laughs) those of you just joining in uh you missed my my dead air space time thing that i had so i got two pairs cut out here guys so i'm going to make two pairs of leggings and i'm going to turn my serger up to 11 okay full speed and that is how fast the baby lock ovation goes and so if i'm doing this if i'm assembly lining this stuff i'm not going to stop between pieces i'm just going to keep going and i talked to you all about thread blending so i've got a blue thread in my needle and so it's going to do fine for both of these pairs of leggings you know it's going to it's going to look a-okay on my little two-year-old okay no one's going to be like oh this doesn't match and they really won't because the blue thread, if it does show when she's, like, moving and stretching, it's okay because this these fabrics are, you know, they've got some blue in them, okay? So your needle thread is really the most important thread on a serger project like this. Okay. Um, if, the, if you guys are wondering what I'm doing there, I'm just notching to make sure that I match up the correct spot when I go to put the, um, when I go to put the leggings together. Terry says, how do you get them to stand still to measure? That is a challenge, (laughs) especially with the uh, waist elastic, because I kind of like to just put it around her and see how tight, you know, it needs to be. But, you know, you just got to, you know, try to do it while they're sleeping, maybe. I don't know. Um, (laughs) You just got to put them in some kind of, you know, pro wrestler move where they can't move for a minute. You also don't have to be quite as exact, okay, Uh, with children's leggings in terms of, like, you know the rise and things like that. Um, you know, you can you can get it, but it's it's not gonna make quite as big a difference on them because they're just not as curvy. They don't have the butts, you know that we that we have. But it is lovely if you know that they've got a pair of leggings that is like that fits them nicely, or you made them a pair that fits them nicely. And then you can tell you're like, oh, you know what? Those are getting a little short in the crotch. like they're, you know, their diapers are bigger or whatever. Uh, you can just raise up the the rise. And that's what I've done. We, we made this pattern for Zelda. And then she didn't really grow out. She just grew up. And so all I did was kind of just like cut a little further up uh, when I made the next pair. I didn't even like draft a new pattern or measure her again, really. And if they're a little roomy on a kid, you know, that's fine because they'll grow into them, right? So the process that I just did just now uh, is called clothes lining. And so you can see that I have four baby legs all put together here. And now I'm just going to chop them apart real quick. Okay. Yeah. Lauren says, so many of the cheap leggings at the store have a short rise on my girls or fall apart at the knees. Um I mean kids can be hard on clothes, you know uh but the the rise thing I find that to be it's like especially with a diaper and especially if though there are a lot of you in this group I know who uh cloth diaper and those are some some bulky undergarments, right and so a lot of people are like, oh, I'm making making my own uh you know pants or whatever for my kid because I cloth diaper and that's like You know one of their main reasons for doing it so if you if you cloth diaper just make sure to measure your kid while they have the cloth diaper on okay and so what i'm doing right now with this little pair of leggings is i have one turned inside out and one turned right side out and i put putting them inside of one another so that they are right sides together Lauren says she loves clotheslining. It certainly makes you feel efficient, okay? <laughs> Terry says even her nine-year-old granddaughter who knows how to sew doesn't stand still. Well, tell her she's not getting any clothes if she doesn't stand still. <laughs> That's what I've had to tell the kids when uh, my niece and nephew, etc., would not stand still. You just got to put the fear of the sewing goddess in them, you know? <laughs> Or just sew them for yourself I'm a big proponent of sewing things for yourself I know that it's fun to make things for kids And for your grandkids And you want to give things to like your children And your grandchildren Uh, But I also feel like You know The sad truth is Sometimes it's not always appreciated Very well Right ladies and gentlemen Uh, The other truth is They grow out of them really fast Sorry, I'm focusing on the crotch seam. There we go. The other truth is, kids, you know, I don't really buy my kid any new clothes. We have a resale shop here. And I know that they're all around the country called Once Upon a Child. And I I just don't buy her anything new. I buy used there because it's, you know, much lower cost, she's going to grow out of it, et cetera, et cetera. And then I can spend time making clothes for me, the person who's going to wear them for a long time and who has trouble, you know, finding things in the store. Now, of course, I, you know, I've had trouble finding certain garments for my daughter. Like we have been making the swim shirts and the swim leggings, and those can be a little harder to find used and they are rather pricey new. So I really like it that I am able to, you know, sew custom clothing for her when I can, but I'm not one of those people who needs, like, something custom for my kid all the time, okay? So that's that's kind of where I'm coming from there. And I, I kind of don't like that hashtag, selfish sewing. I like, I just think that it's okay if your sewing is mostly for yourself, it's it's not something you should have to apologize for you know um, <laughs> i mean when we cook food of course you know if you if you're in a if you're in a family and you and you cook dinner you're generally cooking it for other people too but it's not like i don't know you call putting food in your own mouth selfish cooking or something like that <laughs> all right Oh, yeah, and then Jennifer says, I haven't bought anything except maybe a used hat for my toddler. So many hand-me-downs. Absolutely. I have a lot of hand-me-downs, too, especially since I have a sister who has three children. And um, now that I'm having a boy, I'll definitely have enough clothes because she has two boys. (laughs) And Jennifer says, I'll sew in Halloween costumes, though. Yeah, fun, special stuff like that. That's kind of what I like to sew for Zelda um, and we actually made a pair of leggings together the other day I know that you're like what the hell <laughs> she's two no you didn't <laughs> but we actually we sort of did she did a really good job uh, I, I put her on the cutting table I sat her on the cutting table and I cut out I cut out the leggings, and I was getting them ready. And so that she was, like, drawing in a sketchbook on the cutting table and doing some stuff. And then I got the serger set up, and I said, hey, come here, we're going to sew these. And she sat on my lap, and uh, either I told her she had to keep her hands, you know, in her lap, that she was wanting to reach for the machine, which, of course, you know, can be dangerous. Uh, but then I told her that... um You know, she could put her hands on top of my hands. I said, put your hands on mommy's hands while I was running things through. And actually, that worked pretty well. Um, She got a little squirmy, though, when things were taking a little longer, like to do the elastic and to do the cover stitching. So, uh, you know, she played around in the sewing studio trash and stuff like that, (laughs) which is just fine. All right, I have some elastic here that I've already joined in the round, and it's a little shorter than the waistband. And in the leggings class, we show you to, you're actually, you're going to customize this elastic just about every time you make a pair of leggings. If, now, if you're making it with the same elastic over and over again, that's fine, okay? Um, I have a ballpoint pen here. It's a very specialized sewing tool, okay? Okay. <laughs> Erin says I always make sure my boys have at least one special mama made garment that fits them at any given time but everything else is thrift store Yeah and you know I of course I've I've bought new clothes for my kid and one time I was in Target and I bought this little straw bonnet for Zelda and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life and I bought it for her when she was I think, like, just born, and it was a size two, and it was just, it's just so cute, and uh, anyway, she grew into it, and she gets, <laughs> it's not the most convenient hat for her to wear, admittedly, but she gets so many compliments on it that she likes the feedback, like, she gets compliments from strangers at the park and stuff, and so she's like, want to wear my cute hat, want to wear my cute hat, <laughs> so she calls it her cute hat, which I think is Pretty funny. It's good to take pride in your appearance, right? So I've marked the quarters on my elastic, and then I already, I know that where the halfway points are on my leggings here, and then I already know the quarters because I um, I had folded my pattern pieces in half and notched them beforehand like, like a good seamstress, okay? So let's see here. All right, there's my back. I'm gonna put the seam in my elastic in the back. You don't have to, but, you know, you bend forward. uh, You know, your body bends forward. Your body doesn't bend backwards as much. And so that's why it's more comfortable to put that join in the back. And I'm just going to get started here. I don't want to cut my elastic. There we go. And once I get my needles through my elastic, like right now, Then I'm gonna find the quarter mark on my elastic and line it up with my leggings. This looks a little short to me, but I put it around her waist, so. I'm just lining up the edge of my elastic as much as possible with the edge of my fabric without cutting my elastic. And you'll notice my elastic is shorter than the leggings, right everybody? So I'm stretching the elastic not stretching the leggings see how well this goes when i'm trying to sew from the side (laughs) we could have some dangerous side effects here all right and we're just adjusting this this part on kids clothing can be a little more challenging just because it's a tighter area but i'm sewing from the inside and this is something we say, hey do this on the serger if you have a serger, Um, but of course you can do this on the sewing machine. You can, you'll just zigzag over your edge, okay? So that's fine to do. I'm going to pull my elastic and I'm going to come around. So I've been taking care not to cut my elastic. Oh, I've got a little tuck in the beginning there, but that's what gets, what you get when you sew on TV. Right? Hey mom, I'm making Zelda some leggings. All right. So I'm around the edge and I'm not gonna tuck that serger tail back through or anything like that because it's gonna get folded over. So here's the right side of my leggings. The elastic's been inserted so it's on the inside and then we will, in a minute here, we're gonna fold it over and we're gonna top stitch the, Elastic in place, and I will also cover stitch my little baby leg hems. But first, we're going to do the waistband elastic on the other pair of leggings. I'm really sweaty this morning. Being pregnant is just so fun. <laughs> I think I've almost cried like six times this morning, too. <laughs> That's not like why I was late necessarily, but it, I mean, maybe a little, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're related somehow. But yeah, pretty, pretty, you know, just randomly emotional. You all need to wish mom and Sam good luck uh, because we have to work together today and tomorrow. And I'm just kind of a, a little bit of a pregnant wreck. So, you know, but hey, they're used to it. Okay. Getting my elastic under there. I'm not stretching to begin with because they're, you know, my elastic isn't held down anywhere. Okay, now it is. So the elastic got held down at the back. I'm starting at the back and then I'm lining up those marks that I made, remember, with my very special tool, my ballpoint pen with the marks on my leggings. Oh, did I not make them on this pair? Classic Mallory. All right, we're just gonna have to do some approximating. Which I do a lot. I don't recommend it for the beginner. (laughs) Oh! Turn my blade back on. That is the one thing when you assembly line. Gotta keep track of your process, okay, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) Alright, so stretching that elastic. Ta-da! Okay. Felicia says, do you reinforce the crotch seam somehow? I've been using double needle to stitch reinforce because kids are crazy, but maybe not necessary. Uh, If you want to, not a problem. Uh, I haven't needed to do it. When the leggings fit the kid, it seems not quite as necessary. But you can do with a double needle. You can also use one of those stretch stitches on your sewing machine that's a little more decorative. Like, they'll call it the honeycomb stitch or like, you know, it's, it looks like a cross stitch kind of. You could do that and that will mimic some of the active wear that you see in retail. Uh, so, I just made that pair of swim leggings for Zelda that I was talking about. And actually, I don't think I've posted any pictures of those. But when I did that, I actually cover stitched on top of the seam, and it looks it looks like it mimics that activewear look, and it, it was fun. And I didn't really feel like they needed to be reinforced because we have other pairs of leggings that aren't. But I I had a good time. So <laughs> so anyway, I Felicia, what I would say is give it a shot. Um, not reinforcing it. See see what happens. Uh, the other thing I'd say is. When we draft these leggings, they don't have a lot of negative ease, so there's not a lot of stress on the leggings with the kid or with the adult, like with me and you. Uh, the, the it's not like you're pulling something that's you know two inches or three inches smaller than the body over your hips and your butt and then moving around in that. So that's one reason I think that we don't need to reinforce or we haven't we haven't like had crotch seams blow out on us. Uh, so anyway. Like I said, to if you know if if you want to, you can for decorative reasons. But if they fit nicely, if they fit the way that we have you draft them, uh, you shouldn't need to. Okay, shouldn't be something that is like, oh my gosh, reinforce the crotch seam. Now, if you're gonna make yourself a pair of compression compression leggings, haha. <laughs> Mom complained about this setup during filming, the foot pedal is not close enough. Uh, If you make yourself a pair of compression leggings that's like a super, you know, you want them to be really tight, it might be something you consider or you might choose a different construction technique that includes the crotch triangle that we'll be talking about. All right, getting to my previous stitching. Okay, and I am done using the serger now, everyone. So what has happened is I'm... Do you need something? Right. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Felicia. So um, mom came in to say something. She can't come on camera because she's not wearing any clothes. Uh, But she says if you reinforce the seams and the leggings are too tight to begin with, it can just serve to sort of over-perforate the fabric and rip the fabric. Did I, did I get that across? Oh yeah, and any seam that you reinforce, if it doesn't fit, it just makes it easier to- Right, it, it can make it easier to rip. So, sounds like you've been making leggings though, Felicia. You know, so if, if it's been working for you, I would never say like that. that's a terrible idea or anything, but it's, it's not always necessary. Now, um, Felicia asked where do We Find the Leggings Class? And you should be able to find it at sewhere.com slash leggings. Uh, the link, it was, like, broken right when I made it. <laughs> but a lot of people have been purchasing it, so I think you should be able to do so now. All right. So since I'm finished with serging, I'm moving on to cover stitching. And let's see if I've... Um, kept track of my needles so with the cover stitch <laughs> it's kind of funny because I'm using the same amount of threads right but they are going to be differently distributed now I'm uh, going to have two needles and one looper instead of having one needle and two loopers like I did with the three thread overlock narrow, okay? And I need to do a little bit of switcherooing on the ovation here. I'm not gonna go into this big time right now. Uh, I'm not gonna explain every single thing I'm doing, but people often ask, is this easy? Is it hard? Should I get a combination machine? I took out my threads. I took, I moved my needles to the correct position. I lowered my upper looper, okay? And I turned my hand wheel until it stayed down. And I put on my knife cover. That's pretty much it. And now it's time to thread. Okay. So that it's, it's not that hard if you're, if you're wondering like, oh, you know, should I get this or not? If, if you're in that position of shopping for a machine. And honestly, there are so many things that I love about the Ovation that I I'd highly recommend it. Uh, if you, if you can swing it, it's an awesome machine. Um, I'm going to thread my machine now for the cover stitch wide. That means I'm using cover stitch needle one and three. I have my presser foot up, everyone. That's really the most important part of threading any machine. And also keeping track of your needle threader and your knife cover and all that. Okay. So this isn't like the most, well, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> this isn't like the most exciting live broadcast, but I kind of like to show you like hey, how long does it take to make a pair of leggings, you know? Um how 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 do we do it? And this process that I'm showing you is in the leggings class and it's all nicely edited together with really close-up shots of B-roll of what, you know, Zidi's doing. This is the process that, like, we personally use when we go to make ourselves and our family a pair of leggings, okay? Um, so, there are, though, different techniques. And people don't have a cover stitch machine. Or they only have a sewing machine. Or da-da-da-da-da. And we cover all of those as well. So, it, it seems like every time I kind of talk about the leggings class, that's a question we get. And it's a very good question. But you can do them on... Any combination of machine, okay? It doesn't have to be, you don't have to have a serger and a cover stitch machine or anything like that. Okay, you all say you like the machine in the video, so I'm not feeling so insecure now. Except for my irrational pregnancy crying. <laughs> Lauren says sometimes she gets. Oh, there we go. See? It's just sometimes. I have a good threading time with the MaxiLock stretch, and sometimes I don't. I think it has to do with, like, the amount of static on my fingers sometimes. (laughs) But, you know. Okay, and then the one thing that I don't have here, which I talked about yesterday, when you uh, start a cover stitch over and you are starting it for the first time, you need to start on some fabric. And so over at our normal... Sewing area where we keep the serger. Okay, we Have like a sample of fabric that we run through when we completely rethread and it's it's like a Don't quilters call that a spider or something like that, but I'm going to uh, Not not do that on this one. I'm just gonna go straight into my leggings. Okay <laughs> Lauren says all those door clicks door closing clicks were so satisfying they indeed they are indeed Okay, so once again, my elastic was smaller than my pants, right? And so I'm going to have to stretch this flat to cover stitch it, okay? So I'm going to get started at the back. And I'm going to do this one, uh, the traditional cover stitch way. And then the other one, I'm going to do like the inside out way where you get to see the stitching on the other side. How's that sound? I'm also, this is, this is me. I'm going to slow myself down a little bit on the ovation there is a speed control and I love that feature okay um, the I t- I tend to try and go too fast on the cover stitch and you know, the serger can go so fast you all saw that when I you know had it up at full speed okay so the serger it can go 1500 stitches per minute and that's fine but for a cover stitch you really you should give it um you should you should give it a little bit more grace if you want it to look nice you shouldn't you know go full speed ahead Oop. Oh, I got my... Okay, the other thing the Ovation has that is hard to use during a live broadcast, which is very unfortunate for me, um, (laughs) that makes me very sad that I can't use it all the time, is a knee lift. And if I had the knee lift on right now, it would make this so much easier. What the knee lift does is I can move my knee, which is out of the shot, uh, I can move it to the right and it will raise my presser foot for me. There's a lever that goes on the machine, and so I can have a third hand to reposition. When I'm, when I'm putting my fabric under the foot, I can control moving it up and down with my leg, and it is invaluable, okay? So once again, you know, when you're comparing baby lock sergers, there's lots of differences, and the ovation is the only one with the knee lift. Okay, I think we're in business. So I'm going inside of the legging and I'm not stitching like too far away from the edge of the fabric so it's pretty easy for me to see what's going on and keep a nice uh, waistband allowance. Oh, th- I love this color thread. <laughs> Lonnie, you were talking about Thread to match the floor in your sewing room. This is the turquoise for the maxi lock. I don't know if it's a little too dark. I love it though. I love this color. I would use it like on everything because it's just so so vivid and pretty. You can of course do a little mark. You can use the seam guide. The Ovation has a really nice seam guide that I'm not using at the moment. Um, but I'm going to do this waistband and then I'm going to do the other waistband. Okay, we're getting to the end here. Oh, I went a little too far. I I mean, it's fine, but it's really nice (laughs) not to go this far and to clip your threads before you get to them. But oh well, it might not be the cleanest. Look, I'll be able to trim them away. Okay, so I'm going over my previous stitching, raising my needles, raising my presser foot. I pull the fabric toward me just a tad, not too much. And then sometimes I just hand wheel it through the couple of stitches, okay? And come up, and then I raise my presser foot again, and I don't pull my fabric out yet. And once again, if you are, uh, if you watched yesterday, I promise we're getting this video up about how to do this awesome cover stitch finish where you don't have to um, pull the threads back through with a hand sewing needle. Absolutely in love with this technique. And we (laughs) Uh, we filmed it and it just is so beautiful. I can't wait to show it to everybody. All right, so. There we are, pulling my loop out the back. And I didn't have to get a hand sewing needle out. So Lauren was saying, she's like, oh, it takes me so long to rethread sometimes my machine or something like that. Well, if you can save time not pulling things back with a hand sewing needle, hey. <laughs> All right, so I have... I'll turn these right side out, even though I'm, I'll turn them inside out again. These are my little baby leggings. Okay, so... They look a little gathered at the top, right? Um, Oh gosh, look, I almost like, that almost looks like I did that on purpose right there. (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) And here's a cover stitch, okay, close up. There's my, um, there's my joins. That's not quite as pretty like as the front, okay? And then the inside of it, you can see my overlock stitching and you can see my loopers on my cover stitching. So, hey, Kate says I'm under her desk again. All right, so now on this pair, we're going to do things a little differently. Oh, and I cut my, sometimes I do this when I do that technique. I cut my threads a little short, so I'm going to bring out some thread tails here, just so I make sure not to lose them. Okay, so... We are big proponents of not having to change out your machine to a free arm all the time. And on the Baby Lock Sergers, there is no free arm, but we don't need one, okay? So, uh, what I'm gonna do, what, what I did for my first pair was I turned them inside out so that I could work from the top, like this. Now in this pair though, I want the looper threads to show on the outside. And so I'm gonna work in the reverse, okay? and hopefully this goes well for me. I'm just really taking a lot of risks. (laughs) I've done it before, but it's sort of like something that, well, with any of this, I should really be like practicing, doing a little test beforehand, right? There are two types of stitchers, everybody, those who test and those who wish they had. I'm I'm just feeding a little bit of thread through my system to get a little extra. And now I'm going from the wrong side. I'm going from the inside of the legging. Okay. And oops, I'm going to bring my needles up so I can get fabric under there. Might be a good idea. And putting those under. Okay. And then what I want to do, so I've got two needles in and this, <laughs> this is a little different. Okay. So you, um, don't when you when you do it from the other side you're using the cover stitch so you want your needles to kind of like straddle your overlock stitch you don't want your needles to really straddle it when you do it from the back because you the looper is on the front okay so you want that needle to just like, Hit Right on the edge and Aaron says Aaron Beauchamp says my 15-ish year old baby lock protégé serger has a free arm Yeah, that's a little different. So any of the baby locks that have like the jet the threading and the um, The automatic tensions you see there are no tension discs on this serger They don't have a free arm, but you're very right Aaron that there are there are baby lock branded sergers that do have a free arm Okay doo do doo all right, everything seems to be going well. <laughs> I'm being a, being a rebel here. Just going for it, not testing to see if it works first. And remember, we have purple thread in our cover looper. So we're going to get... Oh, oh he's so, so cute. I'll show you in just a second. Um, you're, <laughs> you're going to get a little purple accent on the outside of your teal leggings here, which is fun. And so if you've got other colors of MaxiLock thread, of the stretch thread, you can do fun things with them. Okay. So how long have I been going here? Oh, God. <laughs> A really long time. I don't think I'm gonna do the hems on these. I think Sam's gonna be here. She might not be able to get into my house. Because I'm still doing this. She's gonna... She's gonna get on live and be like, Hey, um, I'm outside your door. (laughs) Alright, I'm trimming my threads before I get there. Oh, but here's the deal on these. You don't want to pull the needle threads through. Mom said she did this too. I was so glad to hear that she did it as well. But I, uh... Just out of force of habit, after really perfecting my technique with the, um, you know, the, the needle thread pull back through, I did it like this with the exposed looper, and I was like, okay, well now I'm going to pull my needle threads through, except you're stitching from the wrong, the wrong side, so you don't want to pull your needle threads through. So anyway, like I said, I was I was happy to hear that mom had also made that mistake, because I was like, oh crap. That just was a bit of a a waste of my time, not something that I had to do. So I get my, um, I I did do the little securing stitch though, and now I'm just stitching off my fabric. And since I did my securing stitch, I'm just going to trim everything. And I don't have to pull anything back. So, here we go purple accent on these leggings so do you guys see that looper thread okay so the inside looks different it's it's where the double line of stitching is okay versus when I did this pair and the double line of stitching is on the outside so they'll go on her little body and look like this and I guess I don't know if she kind of has like a a big diaper bum and then i or maybe this elastic this elastic looks uh, tighter than i thought it would be but i don't know um, <laughs> I, I did measure these on her, so I think they're going to work, but yeah, she's got two more pairs of leggings. I haven't hemmed the bottoms, but I've been on here for like an hour, so I got to get going and do some, some other work. We're getting, whoop, the leggings class all together, and this is one of the hazards of having, of working with the Maxilux stretch a lot. It, it likes to cling to your clothing, so you'll have that. All right, well, if you guys have any other questions about the leggings class, you can ask them in the comments, and I will, uh, answer them, and you all have a fabulous day. I hope you get something sewn today.